Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today we are talking about Air Test Systems, ticker AEHR. The company reported earnings today after the market closed and the stock immediately shot up 20%. We've got Ashley Day here to summarize the just reported fourth quarter 2021 results and to explain why investors are so excited. But first a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page. Type in the ticker and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast into other discussion and research related to today's company. Now to our topic, Air Test Systems, ticker AEHR. Ashley, <clears throat> we spoke about Air on June 23rd. Uh, could you update everyone on what has been happening with the company and tell breakout investors why they should be interested in Air? Uh, sure, yeah, since we, co- since we talked uh, last, uh, Air announced a follow-on order to their uh, June 1st uh, order for an additional system and uh, wafer pack. The wafer packs are uh, consumables that uh, the customers need in order to to run their tests, and they're needed per per device. That second order was exciting because a part of Air's history has always been sort of lumpy orders, and it's nice to see a consistent uh, cadence of those orders. This was uh, the order was with a silicon carbide customer that first bought a system in September 2019. They've spent uh, a year and a half or so qualifying Air's uh, equipment and getting ready for volume production. And the June 1st order was a signal that, in fact, they were proceeding. And the June, uh, late June order was further confirmation that the volume production is ramping. Uh, they also announced that they were going to reinstate uh, executive salaries that had been cut uh, back in September of 2020 as COVID had slowed uh, their orders and sales pipeline to a, to a halt. So that's a great primer on events between our last call and today. Today, the company announced earnings and that's got everybody vibrating. What happened today? Well, they announced uh, sales of uh, a little over seven and a half million, profitability, uh, strong bookings, and uh, along with that, uh, impressive guidance for next year. It kind of been lingering in the low 20s a million run rate of uh, revenues, and the CEOs forecasted north of 28 million. And some of the Q and A uh, sort of uh, suggested that that could reach uh, 36 or above if some other uh, pieces fall into place uh, during the fiscal year. It was a, an extraordinary call. The CEO came in with prepared remarks that were extensive, and he only got more bullish as as he answered questions. Could you review again the areas that uh, Air competes in and uh, give a little bit of color on their prospects for the future? Uh, sure, I'll start with their, their largest opportunity, and uh, it, which is uh, silicon carbide. Basically, it's sort of replacing uh, IGBT um, modules in electric cars and charging systems. And the CEO, Gain Erickson, stated that silicon carbide is, is going to be the standard in all electric vehicles going forward, not, not quite in all the new models in 2021, 
but it's it's certainly uh, such a compelling substance where your know, Tesla was using it and saw 15 20% battery life improvement when they switched over and so it's it stands to reason that the rest of the industry is going to follow suit uh, what's intriguing for air is that it's a sort of a volatile uh, compound that has reliability issues and so it needs to be tested and burned in uh, 100% where air fits in is they do the testing at wafer level. And you know, if a company wants to use a, a different process, they have to put a, a bunch of dyes together on a, on a module and then test it later once it's packaged. And if it fails at that point, they're tossing out a module that they might be able to sell for 400 bucks. And the failure rate has been uh, as high as uh, 10% of, di- uh, of these modules. He believes, the CEO believes that the industry will move to wafer level where air is the most cost-effective solution as they can do high volume testing. Not only that, I heard somebody say, won't your competitors rush into silicon carbide? Do you recall what his answer was? Uh, There's a land grab going on in silicon carbide where the top, uh, there's really five players and they're all uh, trying to secure silicon carbide uh, material and to secure contracts and and be the, the suppliers and move away from their IGBT to silicon carbide because that's what the the auto manufacturers are requesting. Right, right. There was a lot of discussion about the the uh, expected ramping in EV production and sales, but uh, the what I was referring to is uh, somebody said, "Won't your competitors be rushing into silicon carbide?" And I believe the CEO said, yeah, and they'll be uh, trampling all over our patents. So he seemed very confident that the company has a significant moat. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for its competitors to catch up with them. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a, a well-differentiated solution from the others. They're able to uh, figure out at what point during the, the burn-in process the, the dye are failing. And in addition to that, getting over to sort of a little more of the color, uh, you know, he finally mentioned a Tesla by name maybe a year or so ago. He, he mentioned that they were working with a, a leading electric vehicle supplier, and you could kind of read through the lines. But I uh, mentioned uh, Tesla several, several times during the call and, uh, and that they've switched their full line of models to silicon carbide where they'd originally just been, uh, started using it on the Model 3. So clearly they're ramping. So this, the stock uh, popped 20% after hours uh, on the company's strong language in its, uh, in its earnings call. Uh, several members of the community said that they were participating after hours. What are your thoughts with, uh, with an increase of 20% from where it was trading end of day? Uh, is there still a lot of room in this stock? I, I think there is a lot of room. Uh, they've, they've got a, a larger market opportunity in front of them. It just in, in terms of their capacity, and, he, and Gain really got into the numbers on this call much more than, than in the past in, in terms of kind of w- what capacity they could do. I mean, they could do about 40 million a month in the, fa- in the factory that they're in right now. That's about 20 times what they're doing. They're not going to necessarily get there, but they don't have to make a lot of changes to meet whatever demand comes their way. They're also chasing down a second uh, silicon carbide uh, supplier. Um, they work with that customer already on 2D, 3D sensors. I'm thinking ST Micro or uh, Infineon kind of fit into, into that uh, bucket as STM has been named as a 10% customer in their filings, uh, 10K filings in the past. Well, I, I understand. 
it's it's my um, it's it's my perception that the members of the breakout community are very grateful to you, Ashley, for the leadership you've given on this name. And um, we can announce that uh, next Monday uh, we will be having a breakout investor call with management. It's scheduled for uh, Monday the nineteenth at twelve p.m. Pacific daylight time. Uh, details and a call link will be posted uh, in uh, in the breakout rooms, and uh, we'll we'll be pushing it out via Twitter. Have you got anything um, to say before we close out this podcast? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, there's uh, plenty of going on. I would encourage anyone interested to listen to the call in its entirety. The, the, the CEO covers uh, consumables, a big part of the business. Once they sell a system, they sell consumables on a regular basis to, uh, to that customer. So it kind of becomes a razor, razor blade model. And kind of it, from their current capacity, as much as 65% of a, of a new order might drop to the bottom line uh, from current levels so it's uh it's uh, scalable as well fantastic well that's 10 minutes thank you ashley we are breakout investors this podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understand today's company and the research and collaboration we do please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com the breakout investor 10-minute podcast is syndicated and available on apple Podcasts, spotify audible or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe listen and give us a five-star review neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty express or implied as the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability including respect to direct indirect or consequential loss or damage therefore is expressly disclaimed the views on this podcast expressed are those of the speaker and not breakout investors. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. For investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.